You know, guys, I very rarely find people who will say, I like my Christian life the way it is. What I find with folks is, is that they will usually say to me that they, they're wanting something more. They want to sense God in their life. They're, they're really, to be honest with you, they're not happy with just the same old humdrum Christianity. And, and to be honest with you, that's what I call living on the surface. And for some reason, a lot of us are living on the surface, but God calls us to something more, something deeper. He calls us to, to get beneath the surface. And, and so the last couple months now, we've been going through Philippians, talking about this whole issue of getting beneath the surface. And you're like, okay, George, I'm convinced. I want something more. How do we do that? I want this relationship with Jesus. I want something more. How do we do that? Well, it just so happens that Paul's going to tell us from his own example how we can. So he's going to finish out chapter 3, and then when we get into chapter 4, he's going to talk about living beneath the surface. So I'm going to talk about how today. I'm going to talk about how you can get out of just being humdrum in your Christian life and talk about getting beneath the surface. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about pressing on. Well, let's first look at the Scripture. We're going to look at verses 12 through 16, and then I'm going to divide it for you. Here it is. Look at verse 12. Here's what the Apostle says. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. If in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that you have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to see if we're going to talk about getting beneath the surface. We're going to take Paul's words, and we're going to talk, first of all, about a mindset you got to have a mindset first. If you're going to do this, you got to have a change of the way that you look at things. Okay? We're going to have a mindset. And then we're going to talk about freedom. Because I'm going to tell you something. You are on the surface for a couple of reasons, and you're held there. And we're going to talk about breaking free from that so that you can get beneath the surface. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. And then we're going to talk about mutual encouragement. What's the purpose of all of us here as a church? How do we help each other get beneath the surface? So let's talk about, first of all, the mindset. Look with me at verse 12. He says, Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Here's what I want you to see about the mindset Paul had that you and I also need to have. Number one, he did not operate with the assumption of having arrived. He didn't operate 
with the assumption of having arrived. I want you to think about this. This just blows my mind. Because this is the Apostle Paul. He wrote half of your New Testament. Do you realize that? There are 13 letters in the Bible that he wrote. He also had an influence on Luke, who was his friend, who wrote the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. It appears that he also had an influence on the writer of the letter to the Hebrews. This is a gentleman who has a major influence on Christianity. There are, there are Christians among Gentiles today because of his ministry. And here's what he says. I haven't arrived. Now, isn't that amazing? Here's a guy who decides that he has not arrived where he should be spiritually. That's a mindset that you and I need to grasp. Because have you ever met somebody who thinks that they know it all and they've arrived as far as Christianity? We've got lots of churches filled with people like that who think that they're already where they should be. Folks, nobody's there. I'm not there. And what will keep you on the surface is the thinking that I'm, that's all I need to know is what I know about Christianity. Nobody's arrived. In fact, here's what he says. I think it's interesting. He breaks it down into two parts. Look at what he says. I haven't already attained. That talks about his actions. He's not resting in his spiritual actions. And then he says, I'm not already perfected. He's not looking at himself as being mature. So what he's saying here is he did not operate with the assumption of having arrived. It's not based upon you haven't done enough and you haven't matured enough. Can we all grasp that? Can we all agree with that? Can everybody look at each other and say, I haven't arrived? Yeah, I better say that, right? Now, if you said that, you're delusional. Here's what he said, the mindset. If I'm going to get beneath the surface, i got to come to the mindset that I haven't arrived. Here's the second thing. He was determined to get what Jesus had for him. Look at what he says there. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. He was determined to get what Jesus had for him. All right, now stop for a moment. It's real easy in church to get the impression that what Jesus wants for us is a Sunday service week after week with the same music and preaching, and that's all there is for Christianity. Of course I got to give, being told to give, and I got to show up, fill the pew, and that's our concept of what Christianity is. But I'm going to tell you right now, listen to me, Jesus didn't die on a cross. He didn't die on a cross for that type of Christianity. I want you to hear me. He didn't die on a cross so that you would be bored as a Christian. He died on the cross to give you something. Now the question is, are you seeking after it? You say, I don't know what it is. Well, then seek after him and find out what it is. What you've got in front of you is the relationship with a living God beyond anything anyone can comprehend, but most of us don't seek it because we're okay with where we're at. Now, 
Tell me something. Are you really okay with where you're at as far as Christianity? You know what's going to set us apart from other churches? is being a collection of people who are not okay with where it's at. We want something more from Jesus. And I'm not just talking about some crazy experience. You can go to churches that have that. I'm talking about sensing the power and the presence of God in your life. That's what he wants. He was determined to get what Jesus had for him. That's the mindset. Coming to a place, number one, I haven't arrived. Can we all say that? I haven't arrived. And also saying, I want what Jesus has for me. Can you say that with me? I want what Jesus has for me. See, if you have that mindset, you're not going to stay. You're not going to stay on the surface. You're going to want to get beneath the surface. So that's where freedom comes in. And this next section, hopefully, will bring freedom to some of you. Look with me. Verse 13 and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You want to know how to get off the surface and get beneath the surface? You've got to embrace freedom. Let me explain it to you. First thing. He does not consider himself to be spiritually mature. First thing. I thought you already talked about that. Well, he's grasping it. I'm not mature. I don't know it all. I haven't arrived. I'm not mature. I'm in a constant state of growth. You've got to understand that. Number one, I'm not mature. That's what he says here. He does not consider himself mature. Here's the second one. This is the powerful one. Listen to what he says. He was not enslaved to past spiritual failures and successes. He was not enslaved to past spiritual failures and successes. Let's stop for a moment. You want to talk about a guy who had spiritual failures? That's the Apostle Paul. How do I know that? Persecuted the church. Killed Christians. Would you say that's a spiritual failure? Guy who had successes. Planted churches throughout Asia Minor. Would you say those are successes? Reaching people for the gospel? Here's what he says. I'm not held by my back by my failures or my successes. I'm moving forward. Some of you need to hear that. What do you mean? All right, let's stop. Some of you are saying in your heart, George, I want to go deeper, but I can't. I want to go deeper. But, and you keep using that word but, you don't know how I messed up. You don't know my failures. You don't know my struggles. You don't know my defeats. And the list goes on and on. And right now, as I'm saying that, you've got in your mind like a, 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 a just a rolling thoughts of visions in your mind of, of the things that you've done and the things that you regret. And you say to yourself, there's no way I can go deeper. It's no way I can go deeper because of my failures. 
Some of you feel you can't get beneath the surface because of your failures. Some of you, you feel you can't get beneath the surface because of your successes. That's few of you. Few of you here, I've already done it, George. I've already served here. I've already seen this. I've already seen that. Listen, I'm telling you something. That's pride that's keeping you back. The other is defeat. This one's pride. Paul says in both of those, forgetting those things which are behind. You've got to make a decision here today that you're not going to be bound by either one. Do you understand me? You've got to make a decision that if you're going to go deeper and you want to go deeper with Jesus, it is possible, but you've got to make a decision, listen to me, to say goodbye to the past failures and even to the past successes. Can you do that? I'm telling you, you can, because he'll help you to do that, because he doesn't want you living on the surface. How many people do you know just live on the surface because of, oh, I made that mistake? So what do you do with 1 John chapter 1, verse 9? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Psalm 37, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in them. Though he yet stumble, though he yet fall, he will not utterly be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Isn't that awesome? You have to make the decision to embrace freedom. You know, I meet so many people, and they, I'll say, you going to church anywhere? No, I'm not going to church anymore. I used to go to church. Why aren't you going to church anymore? I can't live up to what they expect. I've messed up. Can't live up to it. And I, and I listen to them, and I try to explain it to them, and here's what, here's what it is. They have placed themselves into a bondage to a past experience or to someone else's expectation. And in their mind, they can never overcome that. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, that is a lie. Jesus died on the cross for you to have freedom, but you have to choose to have it. Okay, so you messed up. Everybody messes up. So you had some successes. Wow. Nobody remembers them. Move on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Set yourself free. There's something so much more out there for you. But you got to want it. you got to want it. He says he was not enslaved to past freedom. Here's the thing. Look at the other thing about freedom. He was making every effort to take the next spiritual step. He was making every effort to take the next spiritual step. That's what he says there. Look with me. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let me dissect that for you. I press towards the goal. The word there, press, is an ongoing action. He's talking about, I'm pressing. So this is not just a one-time thing. He's continually making the effort to move forward. Even though he stumbles, he's making the effort to move forward. What's he pressing towards? Look at what he says. The prize. 
the prize. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call. He's pressing towards being what God called him to be. Now here's the thing I want you to understand. I want you to hear me. If you're here today, and you're trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you came to a place sometime in your life where you put your faith in him, and he reached down and he touched you and he saved you, he gave you a new heart and a new mind, I'm going to tell you something, he also gave you a calling. Now you say, George, he didn't call me to be a preacher. He didn't call me to be a missionary. Right, he didn't call you that. He called you to do something else. I don't know what it is. But he just doesn't save you just to forgive you and to make everything okay. He saved you for a purpose. He has a purpose for you. Now, some of you, you have no clue about that because in your mind, you're just thankful he saved you, but because of past defeats and everything, you'll never be anything. How do you know that? Who told you that? Somebody lied to you. The fact of the matter is, is that even with his past failures and everything, he says, I'm pressing towards what God wants me to be. Are you? Because if you're not, you're living on the surface. God wants something for each and every one of you. But here's the problem. We've allowed centuries of mindset to think of callings in terms of positions when that has nothing to do with it. God wants you to be who you are in the family you are, in the workplace you are, but he wants you to be the one who follows him there. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's got a calling on your life. And he's pressing towards that. He was determined to make every step. Are you willing to make every step? That's how you're going to get beneath the surface, is that you're willing to make every step. So then, that's what he's talking about his life. He moves on to where he talks about Christians as a whole, the church as a whole. So that's where we get to the issue of mutual encouragement. Look with me. Look at what he says there. Therefore, let as many as are mature have this mind... And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that you have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Here's what I want you to see. Two things about mutual, well, actually three things. Number one, collectively, we need to have this mindset. Collectively, as a church, I need you to agree with me. We're not here to have boring Christianity. Are we agreed with that? Now, I'm not sure about that, George. I see weird things on TV. I'm not talking about that. I'm German. I'm pretty rude and stoic, but I'm not talking about that either. I'm talking about you being in a church where we are interested in you knowing Jesus Christ on an everyday basis, where you are excited about him because you understand what he is doing in your life. Is that what you want? I hope so. That third song he sang, 
we sang today as a band. Did you like that song? What was the name of that song, Brad? The third one. One thing remains. The words of that, your, your love never fails. Now, did you sing that out? I was. You probably were holding your ears if you were down here close to me. Okay? That was a powerful song. It never gives up on me. Wow. But if you're living in the past, ensnared by your failures and even some of your successes, you won't really understand that, will you? But if you're forgetting the past and you're moving forward, that song takes a whole new meaning, doesn't it? Your love never fails, it never gives up on me. See, that's what we're talking about. We need to collectively, he says there, have that kind of a mindset where we're not interested in having a church with people who live on the surface. We want a church with people who are what? Seeking to get beneath the surface so that we can what? Encourage each other to do that, right? I hope that's what you want because that's what we need. Listen to the second thing he says here. God will help us to understand. He says in his verse here, I think it's interesting, he says, verse 15, let's let's have this mindset, but if, if anything you think otherwise, if you're not there, let, he will help you. The mature should know, yes, we want to live beneath the surface, but if you're not there yet, he's saying this, that God is going to help you, especially if you seek after him. He's going to help you to see that boring, humdrum Christianity is not where it's at. That where it's at is beneath the surface in a relationship with him. And he'll help you. We need to have that mindset. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you. As a preacher, I'm maturing. What do you mean? When I was younger, I was dumb. I'll admit that to you. When I was younger, I made assumptions. I made assumptions that everybody was supposed to, when they come to Jesus, was supposed to get mature all of a sudden. Boom, just like that. Problem is, is I hadn't even reached maturity yet. Still haven't. The reality is this. Listen to me. If you know Jesus, you're in a process of being matured. And if you're not there yet and he's helping you to understand that, he will help you to understand that. Do you understand what I'm saying? He will move you along and he will move you to understanding that that's where we need to be, where we sense his presence working among us and that he's there. And that's what we want. There's one other thing he says here about us for a church. We must live according to what we already know about the Christian life. You already know what to do. You come Sunday after Sunday. You know what you need to do. You need to pursue Jesus. Then do it. But you got to do this first. You got to release yourself from the bondage that's holding you back. You just got to take the first step. Do you understand what I'm saying? you got to take the first step. It's kind of like, you know what, I love swimming. And I think it's always interesting, like, we, you know, we have four kids, and we've, we're swimming with them, and, and there they are on the edge. You're in the pool, and you're saying, jump, jump to daddy, jump to daddy. And they're like, they're not sure. Have you seen them when they're really small? They're not sure what to do. They're not sure if you're going to catch them. 
course you will. If you're a good parent, you will. But there they are. They're, they're not sure. There's that water, you know, and it's deep. And, and what? Finally, they get up the courage and they what? They do it. And you catch them and you're like, oh, wow. Then you can't keep them from stopping to do it. You're like, you want to go on and do something else and they want to keep getting up and jumping on you. That's the excitement of being a parent, right? God is saying to you, jump. Jump into the relationship with me. Take the step. You already know what you need to do. I'm not teaching you anything new here. Get off of the surface and get into the water with Christ. That's the issue. So let's take all this together. I'm going to give you two things to think about. Here it is. Here's the first one. It's a statement. You do with it what you need to do with it. There are things that keep you from going deeper in your spiritual life. There are things that keep you from going deeper in your spiritual life. Recognize that. That's the first step. Recognizing that there are things that are keeping you from going deeper. Some of it may be, listen to me, some of it may be something someone said to you years ago. So and so in church said this. And so you're like, I'll never live up. I'll never live up. Who cares what so and so said? It's not important what so-and-so said. It's important what Jesus said. Do you understand what I'm saying? Something's keeping you from getting beneath the surface. Some of you are saying, well, it's because I did this. Really? Really? Look at the guy who's talking to you here in the Bible. He killed people. Did God forgive him? Was he striving for something more? Yes, he was. There are things that are keeping you on the surface. You want to get beneath the surface, you need to identify them. Here's what I would suggest you do. Take a few moments when the TV's not going, when you're by yourself, sit there and say, Lord, what's keeping me on the surface? Write them down. Write them down. It's this. It's this. It's this. It's what this person said. You won't believe the power of words will put you in bondage. You write them down. And here's what I'm going to suggest you do. You take them in your hand and you say to Jesus, here they are, Lord. This is keeping me from what I can have with you. These things right there, I'm asking, I'm giving them to you. I'm releasing them. And here's what you do. You take that piece of paper and you crumple it. And if you've got a coal furnace in your house, you go downstairs and you throw it in the fire. If you don't want to start a fire in your house and burn it down, then you put it in the garbage can. But it's gone. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you need to release yourself. Do something as simple as that. Release yourself from the bondage. Because you're in bondage. And it's keeping you from going deeper in your spiritual life. Here's the second thing. It's time to get serious about the relationship with Jesus. It's time to get serious. He wants to interact with you. He wants to. Listen, folks, there was a time, 
I can remember this. I was even a young pastor. I was going through stuff, trying to face stuff on my own. I thought I was smart enough. I thought I could handle it. And God was quietly in a still, small voice saying to me, George, come talk to me. Come talk to me. He did that for years. Come talk to me. And I thought, you know what? I, I know how to, how to live the Christian life. I know how to pastor. I should be able to do this. And the voice kept saying to me, George, come talk to me. It wasn't an audible voice. It was something within my heart, a still small voice saying, come talk to me. You know what? I look back on that now. I was dumb. I should have went and what? Talked to him. Oh, I prayed. But I didn't pursue the relationship like I should. I'm coming to the realization, folks, that... I was on the surface then. I don't want to be on the surface anymore. I want to be deep in the relationship with Jesus. The question is, is it's time for you and I to do the same thing. We need to get serious. It's there. He will interact with you. And that's my prayer for you, is that what happened. Let me pray for you.